Hi, you're listening to After Dinner Conversations, short stories for long discussions. What that means is we get short stories, we select those short stories, and then we discuss them specifically about the ethics and the morality of the choices the characters and the situations put us in. Uh, why did you do this? What makes you do this? What makes us good people? What's the nature of truth, goodness, all of that sort of stuff? Uh, and hopefully we're all better, smarter people for it and, uh, and learn a little bit about why we think the way we think. So thank you for listening. Hi, welcome back to After Dinner Conversation, short stories for long discussions, the social distancing edition. Uh, I am your co-host, Colby, here with Ashley. Hello. And Jeremy. Hi. And we are all working remotely, and we're trying this. We have no idea how this is going to turn out, but we're going to give it a go anyway, because uh, pretty soon we're going to start to fall behind on our episodes of getting one out every two weeks. Um. So we'll give this a go, and, uh, you know, if it's not great, you know, uh, we're just going to say uh, we tried hard. Um, all right, so, uh, oh, by the way, uh, like, and it's been a while since we've done these. Like and subscribe, uh, follow us, tweet us, blah, I don't know, whatever whatever the young kids are doing these days. Do that thing so you don't have to look for us, that it just shows up in your feed. Um Okay, yeah, no, Jeremy, you're looking at me like, oh, my God, dude. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Should I we know. start over again? No, we're not starting over again. There is no fourth <laughs> no. take. There no, is no, no fourth take. There is no fourth take. Uh, okay, so uh, our story for the week, uh, this session, is uh, is a change of verbs. Uh, and it is by, I think it was like uh, Tom, Tom Teddy, T-E-T-I, uh, it's still actually it's weird because now we're actually in season two of the short stories that we're publishing. Um, matter of fact, we're halfway through season two of the short stories that we're publishing. We're still doing audio uh, podcasts or doing podcasts of season one because some of the stories are really good. Um, oh, also, you should uh, this story. The reason it got picked was because of our Patreon subscribers. I had a vote uh, of uh, what story you wanted us to talk about next in our podcast. And uh, this one won between this and actually I don't, I don't want to say what the other one was in part because I don't want to say it because I don't want to say who the loser was, but also because I actually don't remember who the loser was. But uh, but at any rate, when there was a vote with the people that were on Patreon that are paying supporters, uh, they really wanted to hear this one. So uh, this is apparently related, related to what's going on in their lives. Okay, uh, so I didn't normally I tell somebody who's going to do the, the, the intro first and because we're totally a disaster right now i didn't so i guess i can uh, do the thing so i don't put anyone on the spot that seems fair uh jeremy you don't <laughs> like doing them anyway you're like i have to write them out have to write it out uh so um, yeah, no the, i like doing them i just need time you just need time yeah as do the listeners when you do them um <laughs> and so uh so the story is pretty straightforward basically it starts off with this guy uh who is in his kitchen with his wife. His morning is pretty predictable. She's saying what time is it? And like, they're just, they've sort of settled into a life. He's in his forties, I think. I think she's in her forties too. And she's, um, do you remember what her job was, Ashley? She's something in the medical community right. because she's flustered in the in the morning because she has a, a meeting with the medical chief. Yeah. Uh, so she's like in and out of the bathroom, like, oh, what temperature it is? What do I wear? That's right. She's in, like, you can tell she's in a hurry. She's flustered. 
I don't know if this is a daily occurrence for her. I don't know. It seems like this is like her first meeting with this it chief of medical like staff. Yeah. Uh, either way, she's something in the medical community-ish is what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. And so so he, uh, they're having a kind of a hectic morning. He seems pretty calm about the hectic morning, but she's having a hectic morning. And he leaves the house rather. He just kisses her and leaves the house rather abruptly. Uh and, uh, and then he goes about his day. And what you very quickly realize is that he has decided, for reasons that aren't really explained in the story, but uh, for whatever reason, that uh, he is going to say what he means as opposed to sort of uh, social graces, right? So instead of saying, like, uh, I would prefer not to do that or, oh, I'm super busy or, you know, I, I don't know, maybe, I guess so. He just is like, yes, no, I don't want to, like... He he's he much more speaks his uh, mind, I guess, for lack of a better way to say it. And then his day just sort of goes on like a normal day. He uh, teaches a class, uh, and he actually says what he wants to say in the class. Not rude. He's just a little more. And the class goes better, it turns out. And then he meets a coworker, and the coworker's like, "Oh, do you want to go to this thing?" And he's like, "No, no, I don't." And she's like, "Oh, oh okay." <laughs> Uh, and then he bumps into, I think, that same coworker later in the day, and they actually sit, and he's working on poetry. Um, and then uh, he calls his wife and says, I'm not coming home, and then he kind of feels guilty about that because he realizes how that could be interpreted. Uh, but he, I think his intention was just to say, I'm not coming home like at my usual time. Uh, he, he drinks regular coffee instead of decaf coffee because, you know, he's, he's a, re a rebel. He's a rebel. Uh, it's a rebel. Yeah, and then uh, he, he has goes, a beer. Right, that's right. He has a beer uh, at the like the local bar, and one of his students, former students, because he's a college professor there, they buy him a beer, which he because he's a rebel and he's only doing what he wants. He has a sip of it, waves and says thank you, and then leaves rather than what he would normally do, which is stay and drink the whole thing to be polite. Because um, that wasn't his intention to begin with. He wasn't going to have two beers. He was going to have one beer. Uh, and so he just had a sip and waved and left a full beer, uh, which really makes you wonder if this is a horror story. Um, uh, <laughs> and then, and then uh, I think he goes home, uh, and his wife's already in bed, uh, and he sees his wife in bed, and he and he is like, oh, I th there's some question about like he's like kind of like Caesar like under the covers. He's like, hey, you're looking kind of fine, and then. Uh, she asks him how his day was, and it was good, and she says, you got new glasses. Oh, because he didn't like his glasses. So during the day, he somehow like bought and got brand new glasses, which I didn't even know you could do in one day, but apparently you can, at least in the story. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then he says, that's it. And I think they just go to bed, and he seems pretty happy with his day. Uh, and there's a question of if he's going to continue to do this forever or not, I think. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much his day. Ashley and I were talking about this last night. Uh, her and I had different reactions to the story, for sure. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Different volumes of reaction, but maybe not different threads of reaction. Uh, Jeremy, I'm curious, though, before we start our, our what, what we thought of it, what, what, did, what did you think of the story? What did you think of the sort of premise of it? Um, so I really liked the story from a storytelling perspective. Um, I have mixed reactions to the point of the story. Okay. Um, so it, it, it's kind of interesting. So in some ways, and, and I hate to say this because the story is so well written and I enjoyed it, 
It but is. It's it really smooth reading. Sounds like. Yeah, smooth reading and and good visualizations and and really well written. But it, what I the takeaway that I got from it is, this is an extrovert basically writing a story about how introverts can be more like them. All oh. you have to do is just change the way you are. Just do it, man. Just change the way you are. It's just a decision. Just be a different and human be being, and you'll be happier. Everything you wanted to be. So he's an exactly. introvert. He's an introvert that changes his verbs and now becomes an extrovert. Well, and that's even a simplification of it because it really isn't about introversion and extroversion. It, it's it's a little more about um, if you're letting other people tell you what to do instead of just doing what you want. You know, and he even says something about this. You know, he's treating himself to indulgences all day. And, and there is a paragraph where he talks about this and what, what is it we're calling it, allowing him, himself indulges, uh, you know, what was it? Um, he'd been treating himself to indulgences all day, treating himself to, suggests a temporary break from routine, allowing himself, suggests a well-established discipline purposely elapsed, giving in to, suggests temptations triumph over a faulty will. None of those verbs helped explain what he wanted this day to mean. He wanted the past to be only a building block, a scribbled ghost of an idea. He wanted this day to be the beginning of a second draft. And this is actually the one paragraph that I feel like takes all of this idea that, you know, I'm just telling you what to do. Um, you know, as an extrovert, I'm telling you, you can be a better, you know, you can be an extrovert too instead of this introvert. But this, I think, ties the story together into here's kind of what is going on for him. And it is every everything else was just foundation. This is the second draft of my life, which I do like this one paragraph kind of and how it makes the how, story. How would you describe, because this is the part that Ashley and I were talking about yesterday. How would you describe what he's doing differently that creates it to be the second draft of his life? That's the part we were confused about. Because you could argue and, that it's just rudeness, like that 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 he could just you know you can still say you want to do something not, and just not be yeah. rude about it. I I I would I saw it more of uh, being passive versus aggressive. Like he seemed very passive on his choices of what he wants to do, and now he's just say what you mean and mean what you say. I think that came across right. for me that, more of more point. of the, yeah yeah where yeah. he's letting other people make his decisions you know and he was even even dreading it at the beginning he has this conversation all the time with his wife you know what are you doing today you know where she has an agenda for him and he's been allowing her to set this agenda he's been allowing all yeah, these she's other people that show. to set his agenda mm -hmm. and he wants you know, him to be his own person. He yeah. has an agenda and he wants to follow that agenda. He was just like a participant in his life, not an active participant. He was just right. doing what was expected and told of him to do and following social norms instead of actually setting his own tone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So we're, apparently we've got a little bit of a delay. <laughs> so, uh, so I will tell you why I liked it, and I think this is where Ashley and I differed. Uh, we try to hold off on our conversations before we have this so that we're not, like, rehashing old conversations, but we couldn't help it last night. Uh, but 
You mean what, this story did exactly what yeah, it's supposed to do? Exactly. We, we had an after-dinner <laughs> conversation. It actually technically was after dinner too. <laughs> actually, uh, it was. It was kind of yeah. like pre and post. Pre yeah, and post pre and dinner, post yeah. dinner while making uh, dinner. So here's the part that I liked about it. I think it resonated well with me, and not that I think that the character is a, is a, is a flawless character or whatever. Is I appreciated the fact that he had uh, created his own cages, right? That um, that the very first time, 12 years earlier in their marriage or 15 years earlier in his marriage, when his wife came in and said, you're mumbling, I can't understand you. If I had to come in here and she like she like yells at him about like not getting what time is it correctly. Like 15 years ago, he could have been like, honey, you could come in here and look at the clock yourself. <laughs> uh, like. He could, he could have, have set the tone yeah. so early on. Yeah, he could have set the nature of yeah. like what he was willing to accept, both in the way of sort of aggression, but also just in the way of his own space, right? Like, I uh, and that and and so I I understand that he's frustrated with his life, but he has only himself to blame. You know, some people are just inherently like that, though. They're just naturally more passive people. And so you're expecting him to have set that tone such early on, but maybe he wasn't there in confidence level yeah. or, you know, as a person. And so, yes, I agree. He, if he would have been a different person 15 years ago, then they wouldn't be in the situation they are 15 years later. But and you I, can't fault him for, like, being who he was at that time. And, and, I, and I give him props for trying to make a change. That's for sure. I totally agree. And I also think that uh, what a person's willing, what frustrates a person can change over time, right? Like 15 years ago, absolutely, that might not have bothered him, yeah, right? Or even five years ago. And so it might just be a question of just like, look, I, I, it didn't bug me that long ago or the, 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 my mental framework of how I interact with people is exactly what I chose. And over many, many years, it just bugs me now and it didn't before. And so finally he got to the point yeah, where he's like, well, I'm just not going to do that anymore. The first you asked that question, it was fine. <laughs> right. That right. 201st time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, now what I, um, as it goes to his relationship with his wife, I wish there was more backstory. Uh, obviously she's having a flustered morning. We don't know if it's been this way for a day, for a week, for a month, for a year. I read it as forever. You read it as forever, but we don't know. Obviously, this is the first time she's meeting. She mentions, you know, this is the first time. I, th I believe she mentioned this is the first time she was meeting the, the head of the hospital or surgical coordinator, whoever the guy was. Um, and so you, you can't falter for being kind of, well, you can falter, but we don't know if she is, this is a high stress day for her. And this is, is this day one? Is this day two? Uh, is, is she he, a shrew every day? Or is, is she a shrew a every day? day or is today kind of, you right. know, um, mm. so I wish there was more backs. I kind of read it that this was pretty standard. Yeah. I just wish there were, I, I, I didn't want to make assumptions yeah. on, on my part because I didn't know how long, I mean, it's one thing to to like give it a pass like i understand like this is like day one of your job honey like she's yeah. gonna be stressed out or is this been a thing that's been continuing on for a very very long period of time i just wish there was more backstory to i didn't know which way to mentally take that i i, I for me personally sorry we're giving you a chance since i know you're on a little bit of a delay feed jeremy 
Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I, I think I tried <laughs> to make my point. But it's okay. Yeah, he did. <laughs> All right. You made your point. Uh, yeah, fair, fair enough. Um, so a couple of questions that we got from our discussion questions. First one is, uh, the story is called a change of verbs, but what is Simon really changing about himself and the way he speaks? You kind of talked about that, haven't we? Um, I would like to touch on the fact of when you ask someone, how are you doing? The standard protocol is, I'm okay. How are you? And if you finally answer anything except for, I'm okay. How are you? Look at the reaction of the person you're talking to. Like it, it, it totally cuts this chain of reaction and it freaks people out. So I give him props for breaking that chain of social norms and being like, I'm not going to waste my time with this like mumbo jumbo. Uh, I just changing how he expresses and says what he means and means what he says. Yeah. I think that's a really hard thing to do. It is very hard to do. Nobody wants to make another person uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious, Jeremy. So when yeah, you said definitely. this is when you said this is uh, your interpretation of this was it was an I'm just replaying something you said uh, that this was a version of an extrovert uh, telling people introverts how to be better people. Do you so do you think it was a critique of shy people like just try harder? Uh, part of it came across that way, and and I know really shy or extrovert introvert really isn't the right classification and it's something else and it's it's more about people in charge of themselves um so and like even an like, like an know, authenticity of your that, like an authenticity right. of your um emotions expression or something I, I um, see passive versus non -passive. something like that or Yes, more like passive versus versus non-passive. So somebody who has an active control of their life as opposed to somebody who is passive and just lets other people make decisions for them. Yeah. Um, and there's it, a little bit of a dangerous undertone of even misogyny in here where... Yeah, I got that there, too. There's a lot of points where uh, you've always let your wife make these decisions for you and suddenly when you make your own decisions everything's perfect yeah uh the 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 part of the misogyny misogyny it's not like you're getting a massage uh no a misogyny part of this that i uh <laughs> that, I, that i got as well is like there are times when you shouldn't say what you think because it's going to or do what you think because it affects other people, right? Like, like I felt right. really bad when he called up his wife and was like, I'm not coming home. And then he hung up the phone. He's like, oh, that's going to be misinterpreted. But he didn't call her back, right? right. Uh, and, and so I think there is this – one of the conceits of this story is that, um, is that there's this illusion that you travel through the world doing what you want and that everyone else is sort of the – the things that react to your choices. It's going to be okay with it. Right. And, right. and you know, and that's, if that were the case, nobody would stop for a red light. Uh, and so I feel like at, at some level, my frustration with it was, um, it, and I understand it, like the point of the story was to make a point. And so you can't sort of multi-layer it in that way. Right. But, uh, but, it, but it was frustrating to me. Like, and this is one of the questions that was in the thing is, what if he had come home and looked at his wife and been like, man, I hate that woman. Like he doesn't get to, he doesn't <laughs> right. get to just say There's... like well I'm I'm living my truth now 
uh, and you know start start putting stuff in a suitcase in the middle of the night. Like that's not the way it works. There's a way of saying what you mean, but also being kind, being considerate. And I feel right. like this was the first day of him testing this theory out of changing the verbs and speaking his mind. It's going to take some fine tuning. I applaud him for realizing, oh, yeah, that might have been a bit too harsh. And he's really going to need a third draft. Yeah. <laughs> and he uses the right. example like when you're a kid and you go too far deep into the forest. Like you're still safe, but you know you went too far. And he's testing those boundaries with what's appropriate and what's not. Like how do I say my truth and what I really mean without – being mean or unkind or unconsiderate. Hi, this is Colby, and you are listening to After Dinner Conversation, short stories for long discussions. But you already knew that, didn't you? If you'd like to support what we do at After Dinner Conversation, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash after dinner conversation. That's right. For as little as $5 a month, you can support thoughtful conversations like the one you're listening to. And as an ad incentive for being a Patreon supporter, you'll get early access to new short stories and ad-free podcasts, meaning you'll never have to listen to this blurb again. At higher levels of support, you'll be able to vote on which short stories become podcast discussions. And you'll even be able to submit questions for us to discuss during these podcasts. Thank you for listening, and thank you for being the kind of person that supports thoughtful discussion. How do I say my truth and what I really mean without being mean or unkind or unconsiderate? All I could think as you're saying that is like turning into Donald Trump. Like, I feel like, 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 and there's a lot of things that we could talk about Donald Trump, which I don't want to. Mm -hmm. But this idea of like, it occurred to me, so I'm going to say it. And like five minutes ago, something else occurred to me and I'm going to say it. And they don't even agree with each other. And I think you're a horrible person. So I'm just going to say you're a horrible person. And I'm not going to worry about how that causes you to get bullied or slammed in the media. Or right. I'm, like, I'm just, I'm just going to emote with, like, in a filterless way. And but I then, don't think that's what the story's saying. It's just saying maybe like move the scale a little bit. But in the story, uh, we get the backstory of his thought. You know, he goes, I'm going to say no. What would I normally say? And so you see him go through his options several times. It's not like he's just, I feel this blurb and says it out loud. That's true. And I have a stupid question for you, Jeremy. Yeah. I'm just curious. Uh, there's a, neither Ashley nor I drink coffee, uh, but, but there's a, a lot in here about the fact that he's switching from decaf to caffeinated. And, and a certain drinking, type. Or... He's drinking better coffee. Do you ever, because you are a coffee drinker. You're a little bit of a coffee snob. Uh do you ever go through <laughs> that process in your head of what do I want versus what should I like, like what's responsible? Like when you coffee, make coffee, no, but I, I don't drink that much coffee. I, I mean, I drink coffee every day, but you know, I drink one cup of coffee every day. I don't drink coffee all day long. Okay. Um, I, I think you can do it with food. So, but, but yeah, the same thing with food, but, Yes, the there are different kinds of coffee that I would drink for different, you know, different kinds of, of beans for espresso as opposed to cappuccino or just uh, French press or whatever. So, you know, so 
I understand that part of it. So this was my frustration with that. And, and I understood why they were doing it as an example. But the reason I bring it up is my frustration was, is look, I would like to eat uh, like 15 chicken wings uh, and some ice cream at Cold Stone every <laughs> single day. I really like it. It makes me happy. Uh, and I, and if I was living my truth, I, I guess I would. But, uh, but I also like not being 300 right. pounds. Because uh, it allows yeah. me to do so other things, and so the, it's, on that one hand, it's like, look, the reason you quit, you start drinking decaf to begin with, I think, is because he didn't like where it was taking him. Right? He was either up at night, he was jittery, whatever. Right. And so now it's like I'm making the, these these more uh, authentic choices, and it's like, but this, unless your wife made you switch to decaf, uh, your choices related to food or drink were your authentic choices when you made them in the beginning. So why are you criticizing that now? In the beginning. Right. Yeah. So one one thing, I honestly, reading the story the first time through, there was this question the whole time because it was all this coffee, you know, decaf, no sugar. These were verboten, you know, through the whole story. Yeah. I was really expecting at the end, you know, to be this heart attack diabetes moment. Like there was a reason <laughs> this was, yeah. uh, you know, not allowed. So you making these changes, yes, you feel better, but it's really, uh, there was a consequence to it. You know, yeah, the been... coffee, the yeah. alcohol, the food choice. Yeah. You know, it would have been a hysterical ending to the story is if he'd have gone home, said hello to his wife, gone to bed. And then the last line is, and now I can't sleep. <laughs> like because of all the coffee he'd had all day. Right. Is like, yeah, I'm living my truth. Wide awake. Wide awake right now. <laughs> Maybe a little less yeah. truth tomorrow. Well, that's that's the whole learning curve, you know, of, of learning to stand up for yourself and realize, oh, wait, there's a reason why certain things are the way that they are. Um, yeah. It's a learning curve. Yeah. Uh, so I will say that... Uh, I I liked this story, and I think Ashley and I had different opinions of it in some ways. But I liked the story because I I think it resonated with me. I think there are definitely times uh, where I like just once, like just once in my life, I would like for somebody to say something rude to me, like on Facebook or wherever, and for me to be like, yeah, well. You're an idiot, and let me tell you why my life is amazing, and your life is horrible, and I freaking hate you, and if I ever saw you on the street, and I would, I would beat you with a baseball bat, and because I would just, just, I, and I've never done it, I've never just gone off on somebody and been like, here is everything I feel inside verbalized, right, uh, because I don't want people to treat me that way, and I don't think it's fair to treat people that way, and I don't think it's respectful, and I don't think it's good for society, but that, does that mean I don't want to be more like that? Like, yeah, I would love to. Just if I could, like, create this, like, little metaverse, step into it, be horrible, like, or be what I actually think sometimes, and then just be like, okay, no consequences. Let's go back to our real, like, life. Right. You just want, like, a scream box. Just step into it, and <laughs> you want that release, and then be like, all right, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> let me just, step out of this box now. Yeah, like, just once in a while when somebody – uh says something to me i want to be like yeah go and just go in a string of expletives and just be like be like i'm out of here but what is that what's the productiveness of that there it isn't and that's it's like the decaf anywhere. that's why yeah. i don't do it right. but but and that's the part where i didn't that's the part that i thought was 
interesting about the story. I think chapter two of this story would have been fascinating because he's sort of playing with the dial right now, Mm -hmm. but we don't know where the dial ends up or where it should end up. But we know that it's been slowly slipping more and more and more towards like passiveness for probably years or decades. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now keep in mind that dial is going to shift because with each interaction he gets feedback. It's yeah. going to how much that dial moves depends on what the feed how he responds to the feedback that comes back to him. Um, you know, with yeah. e- with each interaction like that. Like I think he had a good interaction with was it Doctor Gupta, the lady. Yeah. Like right. he he was like no not today, and she was like okay, walked away, and he was like okay, and then later on they could still have a conversation. He realized oh that wasn't a me overstepping my bounds. That was me just right. explaining no I'm busy right now. Try again later. Yeah, that's how I knew he had tenure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he wasn't like of course I will. What can I do to help? Uh, Jeremy, anything else? I feel like this is a little bit of an odd. Uh, interaction yeah. there's a little bit of a delay here but uh so i want to at least give you the floor are there things that you that resonated with you anymore that you had questions about no it was it was uh really the same things resonated with with me that did with you that you mentioned so you know there there is well not only just the the saying what you mean back to people who talk to you who use your time and your energy, which there was a lot of this, like all of these interactions that he had were normally, you know, energy sucks. This, uh, the department head, you know, always comes on Friday and always wants him to do, you know, have meetings during lunch. It's an energy suck, you know? So there was a lot of this really doing, again, doing what's good for you as opposed to what's good for other people. I mean, there are consequences to that. Um, and, And again, that's where you have to bring that dial back to the middle. Um, um, yeah, it'll be uh, interesting to see. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how he lives with the consequences of just this one day. Yes. Yeah. What I, happens tomorrow? The next day? The next day? Uh, what happens how, with his wife? What happens when he reacts to that? That was that was the thing that really upset me with this story. Is if this is somebody that you really love and you really care about, you don't treat him that way. The way that he just calls and goes like, I'm not coming home. I'm like, that's not how you treat someone you love. Their relationship is in complete turmoil, in, in my opinion, just how they react and treat each other. Um, and I get it. He's trying some, out something new. But I just thought that was completely disrespectful. Um I'm kind of going. I'm going to go on a little tangent here, just because right, it was it, up. it was a it was a side thing that really pissed me off. There were three instances in this story when he f- f- reveals that he likes his wife. The one is when he sees her legs when she's putting on pantyhose. He's like, "Ooh, she's got sturdy legs." And then it's uh, secondarily when oh, I, I marked it. Um, uh, give me just a minute. Let me find. He talks it in about the story. her butt at some point. Yes, exactly. When that she's in the, the skirt, the yeah. when she when she's yeah. putting on this on the skirt, the backs yeah. of her ankles and great tights and ooh, yeah, and then at the end, derriere. and at the end when he comes home and notices her outline under the quilt, the way that he just reacts to her physical appearance rather than her personality or you know <laughs> anything else, his only positive reactions to her are purely physical. And that made me have a huge red flag and 
made me disgusted at this man if uh, the only positive things that he has to say about her are her physical attributes. Mm. Yeah, I, I was good. like, ooh, those are the only three instances where you hear him talk about yeah, her in a positive light. Yeah, I don't know how I, – and I understand that. Like, I don't know how it would have – you. I don't know how you would have fit that into the story. You would have had to given her more dialogue, more interactions, more interactions, because yeah. like, what would he have done? Walked in. He's like, I walked in and I saw my wife and I thought she's a very kind person but while Why she's not? sleeping. Well, you don't notice someone's kindness when they're sleeping. <laughs> he could have been, oh, I saw her and it flooded back these memories of all these good things that right, we said to each other or talked like a about. a family photo or something. But or no, flashbacks. it's or but no, it's I see her body. Outline, yeah. and I was right. just like, eh. <laughs> I think as a as an as a way to alter the story is have interactions that remind him of his wife. Yes. During the day, so there are, uh, you know, flashbacks to interactions that uh, give her more character. She yes. doesn't have to be physically in the story, you know, to and, be yeah right. I thought honestly, I thought there was a fifty fifty chance he was going to come home, wake his wife up, and be like, "We're getting divorced." Like I thought the, I so what what I felt why I didn't think that was all of the interactions with other women in the story were not oh, uh, that's true. based around being interested in them. That's they true. were just real people he had interactions with and there wasn't this underlying uh, yeah. being attracted to his students or to the other professor or the, the waitress or yeah. any of that. It was all... They don't even get that kind know, of description in their description. Like, their description is really them as individuals, not as what they look like. Exactly. It yeah. wasn't so, attractive. Exactly. Um, so I didn't have that underlying feeling of, at, at least from a perspective of, you know, he's wanting to play the field or anything like that. Yeah. It was, it was really about... Uh, and the, and I felt this was a good part of the story. It was really just about changing who he was, not changing who he was, who he was with. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was disturbing to me of how he described his wife and, right. and, and his attracted, what attracted him to her was nothing but physical. At least that's yeah. all the information that we got. That so we got. that was, that was the thing that really disturbed me more in this story. And then the fact that uh, the wife Keep in mind, she just had a really crazy, hectic morning. She's obviously frustrated at her husband. Uh, she gets a phone message that I'm not coming home. He comes home and she's like, did you have a good day? And he's like, I missed you. And she's like, come to me, lover. I was like, oh my, I was so mad. I was like, excuse me? That is not okay. Like, she doesn't know what he did all day long. He, She doesn't know uh, anything. All she knows is she got a phone call saying, I am not coming back home. And all of a sudden, she had a change of heart of like, ooh, get in bed with me, baby. I was like, eh, puke. Yeah. That just totally disturbed me. I was, I was like, "What is?" I do not relate to these two people at all. I, I, I they need counseling. They need therapy. <laughs> like, they, they might need yeah. therapy someday. Uh. Well, and and that was part of the the weird underlying thing as well, where uh, when he buys the glasses, the the optician or what optometrist? Optometrist, yeah. Basically, optometrist basically says, "Oh, your wife didn't let." Didn't, didn't like those look good didn't like those without even trying them on without even right. trying them on when she was there yeah 
he gets That's them it. anyways, and then she s- sees them and says, your glasses look nice. Um, yeah. and, and again, it leads to that weird underlying message here that, you know, if you let your wife control all the things, you won't be happy. As soon as you make your own decisions, That's a misogyny even part she of will like them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to After Dinner Conversations, the uh, the quarantine edition. Uh, we might have to do a few more quarantine editions. Um, uh, like, subscribe, follow, comment. Oh, there's a couple other things I should mention. Uh, we are, and this will happen. This will come out while this is going on. We are running another writing competition. We've now had two with winners. Uh, actually, the same guy won uh, the first and the second one Ooh. because I think he follows us or knows what we're doing and so he 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 writes exactly the kind of thing we're looking for uh so i think he's writing for the competition like good on him don't let that deter you though if you've got a good story pump them out no we got got and and i would say the sooner you submit the better because our first competition we got like x number of submissions the second competition we got 2x the number of submissions and i think each competition is roughly going to double or something the number of submissions that we get so the early the earlier the fewer the earlier in the competitions that you submit the fewer people you're probably competing against uh by competition number seven or eight we're going to have like two thousand applicants i think or something silly uh which i'm kind of looking forward to kind of um also uh there is now a patreon group um couple of cool things about the patreon group number one if you join the patreon group you automatically get a hardback paperback copy of the book as well as an ebook copy of the book sent to you so you'll have a paperback version uh you also get to vote on which ones we do podcasts on you get early access to the podcast commercial free versions of the podcasts uh all that um and additionally we now have a facebook uh like group virtual book club imagine you were in this you, right now yeah you like, can do that you could be one of the, us you could be like the fourth person in this so to speak uh and we've been doing those and those are uh, super interesting uh we've done some of the stories that we've already had podcasts about but the hope is we'll do some that we haven't ever had podcasts about uh that we just didn't have time to get to so that you can we can have totally different conversations as well so at any rate uh uh the competition the facebook group where we do uh, virtual book clubs with this, uh, the Patreon. There's just a ton going on. Uh, we actually just passed, I don't know if you know this, Jeremy, I think I sent you the link. Uh, we just passed um, 5,000 ebook downloads for nice. 2020. Oh, are, just for 2020. Isn't this podcast, what is it ranked now, too? Oh, yeah, it was just ranked the uh, top 10 best short story podcasts you have to listen to in 2020. Uh, by Yay. like some organization, I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'll include a link in the description. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Uh, we didn't get five thousand book downloads in all of two thousand and nineteen, and we're only three months in or four months into two thousand and twenty. Nice. We've already gotten five thousand. Basically, tell your friends this is growing. This is just going to get more and more interesting. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Wow. Share, like, subscribe. Let's keep it going. And I miss the kittens. <laughs> I know, right? We'll be back. We'll be back with kittens someday. All right, I'll yeah. talk to you later, Jeremy. Uh, thanks for All joining right. us. Yep, thank you. If you've enjoyed listening to this, please like and subscribe. Uh, it helps us out a ton. 
you know, the vast majority of people listen haven't liked and subscribed, which means maybe it shows up in your algorithm, maybe it doesn't. So don't leave that to chance. Just go ahead and hit that button, and we'd sure appreciate that. And uh, that way we can keep doing what we're doing, and you're not left to the whims of some algorithm. Thanks.